Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Welcome, everybody, once again. Welcome back to That's How I Roll. I'm your host, Jeremiah Isley, and uh, it's... It's been a little while, sorry about that, but uh, you'll find out kind of what's going on and why we've had a little bit of radio silence here on That's How I Roll in the last handful of weeks. So let me give you that quick rundown of today's episode and we'll get this thing off and running and back on its feet once again. So uh, we're going to just stop and uh, take a quick look at the word on the street which is maybe, I guess, the new segment name for What's Good in the Neighborhood, because What's Good in the Neighborhood is a terrible name for a segment that should have never happened. Anyway, so we're going to get the word on the street. I'm going to do a drive-by review of Campy Creatures, fun little uh, game from um, Keymaster Games. (laughs) Sorry, I almost forgot there. And we'll also swing by the corner of Thought and Conversation. (laughs) which is the segment I haven't renamed. (laughs) And I'll ask you two legit questions at that point. All right. So let's get this thing off and going. Let's, let's just, uh, that's, that's enough of this. Let's just go. All right. So what's the word on the street? Well, the word on the street is our street address has changed. We are back home. It was, um, let me see, I did the math. It was four months and three days. So yeah, four months and three days from the date of the fire that we had in our basement, which led to us being displaced. And um, we spent some days at my in-laws. We spent a good, probably, I want to say, I think it was nine days in a hotel room that was kind of like a suite, you know, had a couple bedrooms with a common area in the middle. And then we spent uh, the remainder of that time in the rental house that we were put up in. And I just want to say, um, I'm glad it's over. So (laughs) the, uh, the arduous task of unpacking and figuring out what we have, what we don't have, what needs replaced, all that stuff has begun. We've, we're, we're deep into it, but um, I discovered as we were packing up the things that we had at the rental house, which wasn't, you know, not a whole lot, um, packing to move, no matter what the situation, still is just terrible. It's not fun at all. Uh, so we had to do that again, and um, I, I hope... That's the last time for a very, very, very long time. Uh, That being said, uh, the state of my games is uh, not good. Don't have them back. It looks like they're going to be disposed of at this point. And um, so, yeah, I, you know, insurance money is coming in to replace them and that kind of thing. Uh, So hopefully I'll be able to kind of slowly get that collection built back up. But... It's not fun. It's not cool. I had some stuff in there that was 
uh, pretty sentimental, you know, pretty, pretty, um, pretty unique to me, hard to find stuff, even just things like my Lord of the Rings, the card game, uh, decks that we had played so many campaigns with, you know, so many adventure packs and things like that. And we'd really tuned those decks up. Uh, they're probably going to be gone. I don't think I'm going to be able to get them. Um, so that's that. Uh, I do want to say also the word on the street is that if you say, Hey, you know what? Every week, one episode of that's how I roll or every month, one episode of the theology of games podcast just isn't enough. I totally agree with you and I urge you to download the anchor app and check out board games FM, which is myself, uh, my buddy Scott, who is the co-founder of theology of games, as well as AJ Skifstad and Joshua Sipos, who are my buddies who cover conventions with me and a big part of my gaming circle. Most of the games that I review here on this podcast and on theologyofgames.com have been played, most definitely have been played with either or both of those gentlemen. They've got an extensive gaming knowledge and we're having a great time with Board Games FM. Just lots of fun topics, lots of conversation between myself and the other hosts and we just it's little bite-sized segments every day literally every day now for over a month and you can not only uh, be a part of that by going to anchor and downloading that app which gives you the cool call-in feature which is great we've had people call in we featured them on the show lots of fun there but If you don't want to do that, if you say, I don't need another app, I don't need another place to check on my phone, that's quite all right because you can also find every day, every new episode, Board Games FM on iTunes and on Google Play. So if you're listening there, just uh, search Board Games FM and it'll come up. It's got a cool uh, greenish teal hexagonal logo and uh, the author is Theology of Games. So check that out. Lots of fun stuff going on there. Hope you guys enjoy that. But let's get on with the rest of this show and uh, let's do a little drive-by review. All right, let's go. Whoa! Hey everyone, look! It's time for another drive-by review. Okay, so today's drive-by review is of Campy Creatures from Keymaster Games. Stats go something like this. It's two to five players. Box says it's about 20 to 30 minutes, and it's ages 10 and up. Um, I will say 20 to 30 minutes is just about right. It is definitely filler length type of game. And um, 10 and up... It's probably a stretch. My nine-year-old has played this with us, and he does just fine. And uh, so Campy Creatures is a simultaneous action set collection type of game in which you are sort of, I, I guess, controlling a bunch of monsters 
And the game aim of the game is to collect sets of mortals. There are cards that come out. There's a mortals deck. And you'll deal out uh, a number of those equal to the number of players in the game. Put those on the table. And then everybody simultaneously selects a monster that's going to go out and try to capture one of these mortals. And then you all reveal and then you resolve. The The monsters have a value between, I want to say they start at, well, they start at zero actually. And then go all the way up to, I believe, eight is the kaiju, which is the most powerful one. And then they vary all in between there. And they also all have certain powers. So some of those powers activate as soon as that monster is revealed. And then some of those uh, powers activate as soon as you capture a mortal. And they all affect, you know, some will cancel the, the power of the player next to you. Some will allow you to capture two mortals if, you, if it's possible. And so on and so forth. So there's all these... You know, there's powers that you have to kind of deal with. There's their strength, which is that numeric value. And so you're basically, you're trying to collect these mortals. Some of them are just straight up points. Some of them, if you have an odd number or an even number, you either score points or you lose points. And then some of them are flat out losing points. But then there's like teenagers, if you have the most teenagers, you score seven points and the second most scores four points and then anybody else just doesn't score points for teenagers. So lots of cool different ways to kind of score points, different strategies to, uh, to select those monsters as you go because some people might be going for something different and they really, really got to get it. So they might be playing a stronger monster and you know you can kind of throw off a little weak and maybe maybe get that that mortal that so and so isn't really looking for so i mean literally i just kind of taught you the game there in about three minutes it's very easy to learn so there's this clash meter that sits in the middle of the table uh where it has this tank on the score track and you have a color tile for each player and you put those towards the top and or you kind of arrange those randomly, whoever is at the top, that's going to break a tie for timing's sake. So uh, say some you both play the same card that reveals a power. Uh, as soon as you reveal it, you got to resolve that power. Well, who gets to go first? Well, whoever's at the top of that meter goes first, and then their piece moves to the bottom, and the next player will win the next tiebreaker. Tie um, so that's, that's a really, really slick, easy mechanic that resolved... What could be potentially just this really confusing timing issue with all these cards that have these powers that you need to resolve. And there's there's definitely timing things to that because, oh, the first person, whoever breaks that tie is going to get to pick first. And that's that could be a huge deal instead of, well, you went first last time. I, I guess I get to go now. There's a clear cut rule to it. Makes it really, really nice and easy. Uh, the other thing and I cannot say enough about is the artwork it is fantastic it is all of the cards i mean okay we're talking campy creatures here so there's werewolf there's the vampire there's the kaiju there's the blob there's the alien they're all all done in the the style of campy 50s sci-fi and horror movie posters 
and they just look fantastic. Uh, we, we never really do this, but if we were to do like a best art category or something like that for, you know, the year 2017 or 2016, kind of give it an art award, this game would get it in my book, like hands down. It is it's unbelievable. It's great, great artwork, and it just adds so much to the game. So I really liked this one. I think it's a lot of fun. It's easy to play. It's easy to learn, and it's it's just a fun, light enough filler with enough little tense moments of, oh man, you're kind of trying to like track everybody's cards that they've played and trying to time out the cards that you want to play so that you can you can make the move you need to make when you want to make it. There's just a lot of that kind of thing going on where it makes it just really interesting, but it's not it's not going to ruin your night if you lose. I remember the first time we played it, we actually played it at the end of the night after we had played, I think it was Godfather or something pretty heavy that took a little bit of time. And we were we were you know second or third round in and somebody was kind of dragging their feet and it was taking a little time for them to figure out what card they want and aj goes my buddy aj goes it's just campy creatures man and it wasn't it wasn't a diss on the game it wasn't to disrespect it or anything like that but it just made sense like it's just campy creatures just pick a card and and see what happens you know don't don't pain yourself over this too much have fun with it but and that's that's how this game works it's a lot of fun but don't don't get over over excited about it don't get broken up over it have some fun with it play it enjoy the artwork i will say this it's a fun game from top to bottom well designed fun artwork just it's the whole package in a small little filler and i think you're really going to enjoy it it's time for two legit questions and I um, <laughs> it's very timely in a sort of way um, so Christmas uh, so for those of you who are new to the show this is the segment when I ask two legit questions because this is the podcast about the games we play and the lives we live I ask a question about games and a question about life the game the question about games goes like this so christmas is coming and i want to know what your favorite games are to play at christmas now this could mean what are your favorite christmas themed games like holiday flux the 12 days of christmas or i think it's just 12 days from calliope games holiday flux is fun because literally there are cards that only take effect if you're playing on Christmas so that makes it a lot of fun but it could also mean just what are the games you go to because you're going to be playing with family and friends and maybe just more casual players at the table and uh, so I want to know what you guys are playing on those types of situations especially with the holidays coming I actually really enjoy 12 Days and Holiday Flux and I those are games that I pull out uh, year to year just because it's a good time really enjoyable 
lightweight kind of trick taking and you know flux is flux so that is kind of where I go with games is, is kind of trick taking or just lighter card games not a whole lot of setup time not a whole lot of learning curve and I kind of run with that for the Christmas gaming extravaganza so my question about life this week is is it too early to talk about Christmas when is it okay to talk about Christmas so I've seen people in my Facebook feed are starting to put up their Christmas lights I actually I'm kind of bummed because I was hoping to put mine up this weekend and because uh, I like to put them up when it's at least warm out and I can kind of get it done but uh, it's going to be really cold this weekend so uh, I'm going to probably have to put them up in the very very cold weather here in northeast Ohio fall was weird we had like some 90 degree weather and then the bottom fell out and we had a couple nice days here and there but um, it's going to be it's going to be a cold bitter weekend and anyway so we don't turn them on until after Thanksgiving and that seems to kind of be where a lot of people draw that line is like you got to get through Thanksgiving but it seems like this year everybody was just waiting for November 1 for Halloween to be over so we could all just pounce on it but um I'm I love Christmas so I always try to make it as last as long as I can but uh, anyway, I, I want to know what you guys have to say about that. It's time for the feedback loop. Get in on the conversation by tweeting the show at Theology of Games or emailing theologyofgames at gmail.com. So again, for the feedback loop, I'll post a segment over on Board Games FM where I'll ask the two questions that I just asked everybody here. And uh, you can you can use that Anchor app to call in and let me know, or you can use the good old standby way of emailing the- theologyofgames at gmail.com, tweeting at theologyofgames, or Facebook or Instagram. We can do all of those things. We have the technology. And with that, I'm going to sign off once again for episode 58 of That's How I Roll. Thanks so much. I really appreciate everybody that listens. Sorry again for the absence. It's been quite a crazy few weeks. Uh, my office is coming together. It's I, I do have a desk that I can work from now. Other than that, we're still surrounded by boxes and just total nuttiness of trying to move back into our home which is awesome but also insane thanks so much to everybody who was so supportive and just man i really felt like the gaming community really just reached out and did everything they could to make us feel loved and supported and welcomed and just kind of looked after through that this whole time that we've gone through all of this really really appreciate that Um, if you have a chance and if you could find it within your heart to go to iTunes or Google play or wherever you're listening and give us a rating and a review on any of those platforms, that'd be so awesome. I'd really, really appreciate it. 
If you subscribe, that'd be even better. You'll get a little notif- notification every time there's a new episode that comes out. So awesome. That kind of stuff helps us keep going. And with that, I'm going to call this one a done episode. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm Jeremiah Isley. And guess what? That's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe.